I was dreaming when I wrote this. Forgive me if it goes astray. You're listening to episode 54 of It's an Adventure. You can listen to this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. This includes Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You can donate to this podcast on Anchor. And if you like this podcast, tell all the losers you know about it. If they listen, they'll float too. Enjoy this week's episode. Um, yeah. Another week. Yeah, another week living living the life. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? I'm just tired. You're just tired? Yeah. Oh. Um, welcome to It's an Adventure. My name is Victor Ryan. My name is Daniel Farias. Uh, we got a, a jam-packed show. How jam-packed week. is it? Uh, I'm going to be doing a movie review. Oh. We're going to talk about a guy trying to help people in Florida. Oh. Um, I think you have a couple things. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about the new Chappelle special. Uh, and then we have messages. Oh, how many messages? Uh, two, but it's from the same person. Okay, cool. So I think it's going to be a follow-up from last week. Nice, nice, nice. Um, should we start with the movie? Because I saw something that... I think people are excited for. Yeah, I'm. I was before we started the podcast. I told you <laughs> I was very excited, and yeah. you crushed my spirits. I almost saw it early, and then I just didn't get a chance to. Um, no, I saw it chapter two last night, and you did not like it. It's actually here's the thing. I liked it better than I didn't. I also recognize it's not a good movie, and it probably dips into pretty bad movie area. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, so, Daniel, can you give a quick synopsis of what It Chapter 1 is, or what the first It is about? Well, the first It is about this uh, this creepy clown who is this weird, weird supernatural entity mm-hmm. that uh, preys on children and feeds off of their fear. Correct. It's not, I don't think it's a clown, it's an entity that takes shape, the shape of, form a clown. of a clown. Yeah. Yes. Because there's a lot of children that are afraid of clowns. Uh, yeah, especially in 1989, which looks like the 40s for some reason. <laughs> that was a, that really confused me in the first it. Well, in the uh, in the book, it, it takes place in the late 80s, right? And so, no, does no. it? The it, the present day for when they're adults, it's the 80s, but when they're children, it's the 60s, right? Uh, and for the movie, oh, yes. they just updated yes, everything. You're right. You're right. You're yeah. So chapter two takes place in the modern day, and chapter one, the movie versions, the new movie versions of it, uh, chapter one takes place in the 80s. Correct, 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 correct. Yeah, sorry, I'm looking, okay, um... It does look, I, yeah, I can see how you say, like, they they look like they're in the 1940s, everyone just looks like they're wearing old clothes. In, in King's... In King's book, the action is set between 1984 and 1985 when the Losers Club are adults. Throughout the book, there are numerous flashbacks to 1957 and 58. There you go. Um, yeah, yeah. Not an issue, but it looked, especially for the year before 1990, I kind of give it if it was like 1981 yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. When the 50s nostalgia was full swing. But this was... 11 years before the new millennium yeah. and it looked 50 years older. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I cut you off. Continue. Yeah. Uh, so it's about that. And it's uh, in the first movie, these, these group of children take on it and they defeat it. Yeah. But did well, they really? After one of the kids 
dumb little brothers. Dumb little brother gets talks to sewer clowns yeah. <laughs> and gets uh gets his arm bitten off. Yeah. And then he uh he dies. Uh fun spoilers. F- fun fact, I think this was when Stephen King was like on Coke and does not remember writing Oh no, the book. dude, it's not only Coke heroin. He was Oh yeah, hot. yeah. He was fucking rolling on that heroin, bruh. He said he was cuz I was talking with my friends who had read the book um last night and, and I'm going to give a little I've never read it. I don't know how to read. Yeah. So um, I'll give like a little bit of what they said too. Uh, but they said Stephen King claimed he was at his darkest point in life when he wrote it. <laughs> and apparently Georgie's death scene is very graphic. Yeah. And you can tell usually when someone's like, I'm going to kill this kid. Yeah. And graphically uh, describe it. Yeah, they're not in a good place. I remember that the the opening scene in the first It movie of uh, Georgie being the TV one, the, the, not not the TV one, the movie oh. one. Oh 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 oh, the one that came out. Two Chapter years ago. one, yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember watching that scene and being like, I wonder how they're gonna kill this kid. And there's there's no mercy in that scene. They go yeah. full on, har bite that arm off. There's a kid in the street with no arm, and he gets dragged into He's the sewer drain. Away. He's crawling He'll away, and I'm soldier. all like, "Fuck, this is a uh, this is cool. I like this." <laughs> yeah, and I think one of the issues, and I'll get into this more as we uh, go. One of the issues is that that scene is the most shocking of both movies. Yeah, especially because it's the first thing that you see, and it's like, oh, they actually like American movies almost never show kids. Dying. Never, never. That's a taboo. Yeah. Um. Do, do you remember how the first It, like the first TV movie? It, I've never seen the first It. Oh, you've never seen? No. Jo- have you seen Georgie's death scene? No. In it, where it's uh, Tim Curry <laughs> acting like Pennywise, who's like a good. He's someone I was listening to review. He is scary when he's just a guy being yeah. a creepy clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the minute he shows his teeth, like all that fear goes <laughs> away <laughs> because. Uh, he's like, oh, you'll float too. And he grabs the kid's arm and the camera just zooms into his face <laughs> and then fades to black <laughs> and all that fear goes away. Yeah. Um, I heard the first it is very hokey. I heard it's not, it's, it's like corny and cheesy. It is. And especially when the kids become adults uh, or when the kids are adults fighting it, um, Tim Curry very much hams it up. And he's almost like a stand-up comic. Oh wow! Uh, the um, so very good. Yeah, that is a good thing that you said about the synopsis. Yeah, good synopsis. Thank you, thank you. Chapter two is, yeah, I think in the book and the original movies, or original TV series, because it was like two, two-hour things. Uh, they were adults from the beginning, and then they would do flashbacks to when they were kids. Yeah, this one, as you saw in the first movie, straight kids. In the first movie, and, and all of them the were straight. One. They were they were all straight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then second movie, um, they're adults with some flashbacks yeah. to things that you haven't seen before. Oh, um, I'll do some good, some bad, and then why I liked it more than I probably should have. Good. The, usually, I would say, "Hey, I'm really glad these kids act like these adults." This time it's the exact opposite. I'm really glad these adults acted just like they were when they were kids. Oh shit! Um, so there's some con- character con- continuity there. They feel the they feel like they it carries over from the first movie. Yes, the um, 
casting is superb and the acting is very much on point. Like very, there's a scene early on when it's these adults just hanging out at a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. And I frankly wish it was just two hours of that because <laughs> I like the kids from the first movie. I think that's what made the first movie yeah. good and watchable is because the kids were good except for like one or two who aren't just don't have many character traits yeah, 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 yeah. which when they get translated to adults one i think this is in no spoiler one just isn't in the movie and i'm like oh good because i don't remember that guy existing <laughs> at all i'm kind of happy he's not here because i don't know who he is yeah, yeah yeah everyone else has their little tick yeah like one with the glasses richie i think bill Hader. Bill Hader, yeah. but like in the kid, the kid from Stranger Things in the first book, yeah, in yeah. the first movie, he's like the comic, the the funny guy. Yeah. Um, there was the kid who like really OCD. Bill is uh is Bill's the one with the stutter stutter, but he's also the leader of the group. Yeah. Um, Mike is black uh, <laughs> so and again as, as you go down the list uh the other one is just fat <laughs> you realize oh these character traits aren't as interesting yeah. as the main three or four yeah, 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 uh, yeah. bev is a woman it is just <laughs> uh, yeah when they start when you start recognizing them by their physical features and not by their characteristics, yeah, that's when you're like, that's when you're like something lacking here. I don't remember who these people are or what yeah. they did in the first movie. Yeah, because um, really, uh, I think Ben, who's kind of the chubby guy, he has one or two moments of heroism, which translates. Um, but the other two, Bev, I think, is defined a lot by her abuse as a child yeah and by the shit that she went through and that's kind of a thing but i don't really remember if she addresses it she's just kind of the girl of the group gotcha you know um and i'm really talking about the first movie yeah uh and then mike frankly i don't remember the three that i remember are bill richie and eddie who what i remember specific character traits what i remember about the chubby boy is that he he liked bev and he he liked all of this. Uh, he liked new kids on the block. And he didn't want anybody to to know. <laughs> to know but about Bev it, yeah. knew, and she didn't give a fuck. And so that just made and she him thought it like was kind of cute. Yeah, too. she thought it was cute. Yeah. yeah. And he wrote that poem, right? It was him that wrote the the fiery winter or something. Yeah, the winds of winter. The winds of winter. Yeah, uh, I know he, the. He grew up to hey, spoiler, He grew up to be George he, R. Yeah, R. Martin. George R. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> um. Mike is is the the black kid, right? Yeah, yeah. He's the guy that stayed in town. He's the, everyone else moved out, but Correct. he's the one that stayed. And I believe his parents died, died in, in a, a fire. fire. Yes, and that he he also works on a farm. So Correct. Is he is he poor though? Is he the poor kid of the group? Yeah, that's the thing. One of the issues is I fucking don't remember anything from that first movie. Gotcha. I remember vaguely liking it, but having pretty big issues with it. Oh, I thought the lens cap was on for a second. Oh, no, that would have been bad. <laughs> I was like, oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, though, the Mike was a, he was the outcast. Like, people picked on him. I think they picked on him because he was black. Well, yeah, and there's a lot of... Or he is black. Social. <laughs> he was. He not was, anymore. Yeah. Like, not anymore. He grew up to be Michael Jackson. Yeah, a bit of logo like Michael Jackson. <laughs> um... That's uh, there's uh, when you see why these kids are outcasts. Yeah. Bill has the stutter. 
uh, Richie has the, the OCD. Uh, oh, no, no, Richie has glasses. Oh, glasses. Um, and he's a smartass, so like, yeah. when someone picks on him, he will fight back. Yeah, usually, he'll say something. Yeah. And he's smaller than everyone else, so they'll just kick his ass. Yeah. Uh, Eddie has like massive OCD. Um, Bev is a woman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my again, but like, I'm joking, but these are also things that kids can latch onto and yeah. make fun of you for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ben is fat. Um, oh, no. Bev has actually... What was wrong with her? Wasn't she known as a slut? Uh, yeah, I think People so. thought they was like, oh, she did it with this one guy. That's. I think that's what it was. And also, yeah. that was a massive issue for her because yeah. of very big childhood drama. And I don't know if they go into it, but they do allude to her dad being a rapist. Yeah. Um, so that that is... It's that thing where she has an interesting backstory, but I'm not sure... If, even in the first movie, they really make it. She's kind of cool, but she never really addresses. Gotcha. She addresses it without fully fixing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. I understand. Um, in chapter two, it's these kids who I like grown up. Yeah. And they're talking, and it's like a reunion, and it's fun. That's cool. And that's the best scene. That the scene. I don't know if it's because partly because of the writing, I'm sure, but it's the actors who really just make make it work. You know when the world's end? Have yeah. you seen that? Uh, no. Is but that you know, the, the Edgar Wright? Yeah, with the aliens and stuff. Is that the third in the Coronetto trilogy? Yeah. Yeah. For half of it, there's no references to aliens or anything. It's just these guys coming back together and hanging out. And that's one of the best. Like, that's such a cool thing, and it works really well. And it's the yeah. same thing in this movie. Um, the body horror is really cool. Like really good body horror. That's what I. That's what I liked about the. What do you mean by body horror? Uh, I'm not without giving anything away. Very disturbing images. Yeah. Of that's what I really liked about the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever that fucking clown would show up, I would get so excited because I knew I was going to see fucked up shit, and I knew I love the atmosphere of yeah. those scenes. Because you knew something was happening. Yeah. Something was looming. Something was going to get you. You just didn't know how yeah. or like when. Well, and especially these, I'll get into why, but they're all fucked, like fucked, clearly PTSD. Yeah. And you can't tell if it's real or imaginary. Yeah. And they really play with that. And so like the scariest moments of, like those scary body horror moments, Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah. I, but... That's what leads to those scary body horror moments. Um, and some of the more scarier and darker darker moments are more grounded in reality. Yeah. For example, Bev's relationship with her father is played very creepily in this movie, and it works quite well. Nice. Um, I think this whole, when you look at it, I, I, what, I think what it's about is it's basically trauma, right? Because all of these kids went through something when they were kids, and they have to deal with it when they're adults. But it's also just the fucking town, too. The town has been through so much. Yeah. And I, it is that representation of that trauma, how that tr even though the bad things happen, something about it never fucking leaves you. It yeah. stays with you forever sometimes, and sometimes it's your own undoing. Yeah, and I'll, I'll talk about that when I'm getting into, like, why I personally liked it yeah. more. And it's probably, I liked it more probably because of the source material yeah. than anything that this movie tried than to do. Than the actual execution. Than the actual movie, yeah. yeah. Um, bad things. Remember when I said, oh, this is really fun and lighthearted and, and with that diner scene, yeah, yeah. dinner scene? Uh, this movie, it was like 
if Dave Chappelle were on screen for two hours because the crowd was laughing and clapping along. Really? And some instances, I know it was for a joke. Yeah. Other instances, I don't know if they were meant to be scary or not. Gotcha. Which is very bad. Yeah. Child's Play, I laughed the whole way through. Also, I was meant to laugh the whole way through with that remake. This one, yeah, there are jokes. Uh Bill Hader, I think, comes back as the I fucking Richie, I think, is the kid with the glasses. Yeah. Um and he works really well and he's very funny. Uh again, all the characters coming back with they work really well yeah. as adults and they're funny and they're fun to hang out with. I they keep throwing in this humor in what should be very dark instances. Yeah. And sometimes it works, sometimes it kind of undercuts what I think is supposed to be a scary moment. Yeah. And even then, there are moments that are, I think, supposed to be played up to be completely scary that are more funny than anything else. Gotcha. Okay. Um, it's it's I got fucking whiplash with how like how lighthearted to how dark these scenes were going. Yeah. Um, and I think that was a kind of an issue with the first. It it was just kind of toned down more. Yeah. In the previous movie and this one, they crank that, they crank that uh, tonal shift up to like twenty thousand. Is it like Stranger Things where you're like, oh, this is too goofy, like they're they're making this a little too light, a little too wacky? Uh, with Stranger Things, that's definitely what they were going for. Yeah. So regardless of whether or not I liked it, which I did, I generally Do you think liked that that that. Uh, but in having it be more funny. Was that intentional? Like somebody was all like, "You gotta lighten this up a bit." I think it was. I think like some studio head was all like, "Add more jokes." I was thinking throughout this movie, this feels like a studio horror movie. Yeah, where yeah, it's if you want to be in a horror movie, you can go get scared. Yeah, but also it's very accessible to general audiences. If that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Be in like, and that's just the thing. More, the funnier it is, and the less scary it is, the more accessible it is to more people. And that's, I think, I've just been noticing a trend. Yeah. In studio horror films like that, um, there's that one of the big issues. And again, I had the same issue with the first movie. I'm still unclear on its powers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it seems. There's something near the end where it seems like he could do this one thing and he doesn't. And then the kids like or the adults say, hey, we should do this one thing. But like it's not working and I'm yeah. trying not to give it away, but it's like very, ob- very weird plot hole. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> bullying works. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, no spoilers, but bullying is what saved the day, <laughs> and not even like cool punching a guy bullying. Yeah. It's like online, kind of ah, uh, you suck bullying type thing. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think whatever issues I had with the first movie are just highlighted here. Yeah, and are made more. Things. So it's like the big whiplash, not sure what's supposed to be scary or not, undercutting the um, the scary parts with 
jokes, which again, some were funny, but others were like kind of lame. Yeah. And even though I was liking it through the, it's also super fucking long. Yeah. Uh, even though I, I was liking it though for most of it, by the end I was annoyed with how funny they were still trying to be in pretty serious situations. Gotcha. And they were trying to be is the word that I want to use. Yeah. Because like in Avengers, the world is dying and they're still able to throw in a couple jokes here and there. Yeah. With this one, it's like, ah, man, I, this was funny in the beginning. It's not anymore. It's the same joke. Gotcha. But why I liked it is because the first It, as you said, uh, the first It is about, it's playing on that fear that kids will say something out into the world and adults won't listen. Yeah. All the issues from the first It could have been resolved if the adults actually paid attention to their kids or weren't actively ruining their lives. Yeah. Oh, also, sorry, bad things. Plot points get brought up and then just dropped immediately. (laughs) Uh, there's a character that returns. He's in three scenes, and yeah. he adds absolutely nothing to the movie. Um, one character they play up that's going to be pretty big. He drives off in one scene and just never comes back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's what that that so it is about kids trying to say things and adults not paying attention to them yeah. or ruining their lives. Chapter two is about being an adult and looking back on past events not only the good but the bad and directly confronting your um oh your trauma yeah and that's what's that's what it's about uh i thought it was cool because usually it's be like oh a 13 year old killed a clown or whatever uh that's his he's an adult now and this one is like no adulthood is more of a journey and a series of events as opposed to one singular event yeah they kind of undermine that with every single character arc ending with one big singular event so i liked what they were going for it did not work ultimately yeah but for me i'm currently going through something kind of similar that these where i need i'm looking back on the past month or so i've been looking back on my life and certain relationships I've had, certain places I used to go to, certain events, and just remembering both the good and the bad, and then ultimately needing to move forward. Gotcha. And that's what this movie is essentially about. The There's um, the beginning of this scene. I'm like, uh, sorry, am, am I going too long? No, no, no. no. Oh, yeah. A tr- I'm not going to spoil it, but yeah. the it is definitely a metaphor for, or the reason they come back can be seen as a metaphor for the death of a friend. Yeah. And them coming back together are very much adults just dealing with past events. Yeah. And their re- trauma. Yeah. Well, not just trauma, but also the good things. Because yeah. when you leave Derry, and this is referenced in the first movie, I think, you forget all about Derry. And this is them coming back, reliving their childhood and reliving their life and ultimately accepting what happened to them. And remembering the good and the bad while also moving forward and that is a hyper personal thing that was going on with me at the time yeah that most people this critic lens is off right now (laughs) but for what they were going gonzo now you're talking about yourself yeah but it um it did help me deal with that on my personal level that's cool so even though it was a bad movie it did help you out spiritually yes yeah yeah 
microphone. And the microphone's all the way over here away from his face. But he agreed with me. Um, so, whereas Child's Play, this is a compliment. This one, this is more of an insult. It, Chapter 2, is a movie for people who... Is a horror movie for people who have absolutely no interest in ever watching an actual horror movie. Gotcha. So... All right, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna see it tomorrow. Okay. I believe at in the afternoon. I, I bought my tickets about a week ago. Oh, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to watching it. I'm gonna see, yeah, I'm nice. Gonna, let's see what what it's all about. Cool. So I can formulate my own opinion. So I don't have to listen to yours. <laughs> I ain't no sheep, Victor. Right? I can come up with my Join own conclusions. Um, can you hold my mic while I, yeah. and you, can you, uh, talk about Chappelle? For yeah, yeah, bit? I'll talk about, uh, the new Chappelle special. Uh, it's out on Netflix and it's called Sticks and Stones. Oh, fuck. He just opened a door. Is it the doggies? She's just acting weird lately. Dakota or Nuve? Nuve. Oh. Is she being needy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what a need. So it's called Sticks and Stones. It's called Sticks and Stones. It's, uh, it, it comes from the phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Yeah. Um, a lot of people hate this shit. It got a zero. Ooh, what's going on? Yeah, 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 for sure. It seems like the puppies. I'm double micing it right now. So if it sounds weird, that's what's going on. Looks like Mr. Victor is going to let the puppies out. Dakota and Nuve. Dakota is the weird one that doesn't like people. Nuve is the one that is nice and will go up to you and will ask for pets. And so I give Nuve pets because she's nice. Um, so a lot of people do not like, well, that's not true. I think a lot of critics. A lot of critics did not like this one. It, I think Netflix opened it up to to critics, like five critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I heard that. And yeah. it got a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And then and they opened it up to the public, and it got a ninety nine percent. Uh, I think there was a a headline on a uh, Vice saying that you could skip this special, and uh, I think BuzzFeed had another headline saying that oh, Chappelle has a hard time being funny at forty. Uh, Real quick before you continue, I'm on the Rotten Tomatoes. What where is it right at right now? now? Uh, critics response with ten people, thirty percent. Thirty percent. Audience score with twenty two thousand seven hundred eighty one people, ninety nine percent. Gotcha. Um, it's uh in the special he talks about controversial things. Uh, he starts off the special with a joke about the whole cancel culture. He, uh, I think he goes into Me Too. He talks about R. Kelly. He talks about Michael Jackson. He talks about Louis C.K. He talks about school shootings. He talks about the LGBTQ community, and he goes through every single letter of the LGBTQ. <laughs> uh, what about plus? Thing? Plus? I don't think he goes into plus. Oh, okay. I think he missed plus. Uh, he also talks about uh, the Me Too movement. Did I say that already? Yeah, me too. Um, but it's like all he the talks about the opioid crisis. Basically, all of the shit that has been, all of the serious shit that has been going on in the country pertaining to, um, I guess, the media and other things that have been plaguing America. He he jokes about all of that, and um, the things that he says are really controversial. And they are his opinion. 
And it's my opinion that all of the jokes that he said are hilarious. I like the special a lot. I s- I've yeah. watched it three times already. All right. I watched it the, the Monday it came out just as like a background noise while I was working. I watched it a second time to take it in fully, and then I watched it a third time with uh, Tyler so she can watch it. Yeah. And uh, I think he did a very good job, and I think people should watch it. I don't think I Is it do a- not do what Vice said and skip it. Actually, watch this shit because I think it's um, I, I comedy. Yeah, it's while well, he's making jokes and comedy exists to make you laugh. I also think inadvertently it's also there to make you think, and that's what Chappelle's all about. I, it's interesting because I, I remember saying we we have a good friend who yeah. I respect a lot, and he didn't like it that much. Who's the friend? Can you say his name? No. What does I mean, he look like? It's it's uh, <laughs> it's Kenny. Kenny? Oh, I think you were there. I think Kenny I think Brown you were or Kenny Weber? Library Brown. Kenny Brown. Yeah. Gotcha. And I don't know if he he just said like mm, it's whatever. It's whatever. Yeah, and that's why between that and the the reviews. I've been putting it off. I knew I was going to see it. Yeah. I'm going to see it eventually, but I've just been kind of putting it off lately. Yeah. Do you th- can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah. I I like Dave Chappelle because yeah, he like goes there, but um does this one does it feel like he's trying to go there as opposed to just not caring whether or not he goes there? What do you mean as in like trying is Like he... trying to attack PC culture like oh I'm going to write a special attacking this as opposed to I'm going to write a special and if I attack PC culture, eh, whatever, fuck them. No, I think he's, I don't think he's... You know what I mean? I think not so much attacking PC culture. Yeah. I think he's addressing it. He's doing his best to be like, okay, this is where you guys are fucking up in his opinion. And it's not like, I hate all of it. He, all the jokes, if you look at the jokes, they're so... Well crafted. He's so good yeah. at writing jokes, and you gotta you gotta dissect it. I don't know. I I feel like the smartest people in the like the the, the new philosophers of today are really really talented comedians. Yeah, like a, like a Chappelle or a John Stewart or a, or even like a Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. Before even though Louis C.K. had that whole masturbation thing. Yeah. He's still a really smart fucking guy, yeah. and he can make you think with his comedy. Yeah, and Chappelle can do that as well. And through this whole special, he's just trying to find that line, and he's stepping over it, and he's stepping stepping onto the other sides of it, and he's yeah. always, always, always letting people know these are just fucking words. Yeah, I'm not hurting you. I'm not hurting you with these words. Yeah, you shouldn't fucking cancel people. You shouldn't punish people you shouldn't reprimand them for just saying shit yeah it's it's fucking america it's free speech it's it's the first amendment you got to be able to say this especially when it comes to comedy i think and this is just my opinion and this is why i like Chappelle's uh work and why i'm a big fan is when it comes to comedy you gotta have it's gotta be no holds bar right. you gotta set up that filter because once you do when you tell a joke, there's some truth to it, right? There's something that you're trying to get across. And if you have it so, if you have that no-holds-bar filter, what comes out, what truth comes out, I think is the purest kernel of truth you can get. If you have a filter that is as soft, as fluffy, and as sustainable as, say, like, fucking cotton candy, I don't know how much truth you're going to get out of a joke. Does that make sense? Mm. 
You kind of have to yeah. be brutal. You kind of have to look at things as fucking hard as you can and sometimes say the things that are outrageous because, I don't know, you, you got to lay it bare sometimes to actually see something for what it actually is. Uh, yeah, no, I was just wondering because I, obviously, I've seen like, besides Sticks and Stones, probably every single Chappelle yeah. stand-up thing he's ever done. Um, but between what Kenny was saying and what I heard from reviewers, I think there's a difference between being like saying something that's controversial yeah. because it's controversial and saying something that's funny. And if it's controversial, fuck anyone who's like offended by that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I didn't know if he suddenly dipped into the ladder for this special, which is probably like his intention. But yeah. You know what I mean? This is, I feel like this is sort of like his town hall meeting. <laughs> and okay. it was about the, the funniest, most offensive town hall meeting I've ever seen. Because yeah. he was addressing certain things that are happening right now. And I think he sees himself as, and I think other people too see him as this sort of cultural figurehead. Yeah. Right now, he's the king of comedy. Whether people like it or not, he is the number one stand-up comedian in the world. Yeah. Like he said, Louis C.K. died in that horrible masturbation accident. Yeah. And Chappelle took his throne. Yeah. You know, and I feel like he it he feels behooved to address all of these things in the only way he can because he is so important to the culture right now. Yeah. And that's what I feel Six and Stones is. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. I like I said. I'll. I know. You go and watch it. Yeah. And I'll go watch Sticks and Stones. Yeah. And we'll come back here t- next week. And and talk we'll, about we'll talk it. about yeah. it. I I know there's some things that he said that uh you're probably not gonna agree with. There's some things I oh, he I said that was just like oh shit. But like goddamn, it's so funny. Like he has this one joke that is so offensive. To Asian people, particularly Chinese people, but yeah. oh my God, is it is it hilarious? It's so it's ridiculous. I don't know. I you can't help but laugh. Yeah, no, for sure. Like I, I've never like been like oh yeah. I I don't think I've ever heard a joke except when that homeless guy walked into Max Bloom's and just dropped a hard cunt yeah on stage and then went on for about 15 minutes yeah and then everyone left have i i've never besides that one specific moment i don't think i've ever been offended by comedy yeah you weren't it, there for that were you i, I wasn't there that no. was a that was a rough night uh i'll say this i too. had to go on after that guy <laughs> he had to follow the guy that <laughs> dropped a hard cunt way to follow a guy that uh dropped an n-word and uh refused to apologize about it that's happened at the library before i'll tell you about it later <laughs> Did that happen this past week? No, it happened like about a month ago. He, uh, this is guy. He dropped the N word, and then oh um, yes, some uh, an, uh, another comedian went up to talk to him. This yeah. guy was was African American and said like, "Hey, so y- you said the N word, yeah. and you know, that's yeah, like, and he just would not. Re- he refused to apologize. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. So that was awkward. But with with his special with Six and Stones, I don't think people realize how fucking brave Dave Chappelle's being. Yeah. Because he's saying all these controversial things and the the climate right now is rife with uh, cancellations. Mm -hmm. People are like, cancel this person, cancel that person, cancel Chappelle. And sometimes careers are fucking ruined depend on on just like the words that people say. Yeah. And he's he's out there saying what he thinks. Yeah. And I don't know, people should take that into consideration, you know. Uh, I forgot. I've been meaning to do this story. Do you mind if I, I switch it up a little bit? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, um, 
I don't cringe that much at things anymore. Uh, but I, I have a good friend named Dennis Prager. Oh, yeah. We yeah, talked yeah. about Prager University. Um, some guy fucking trolled him hard. Uh, Who trolled him? A caller was like Open Line Friday or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, I just want you to know that I used to be a liberal and a leftist. And then uh, then a, a traumatic event happened and I started really agreeing with everything that you said and prager goes oh what was the traumatic event and the guy goes i was hit in the head with by a horse a horse kicked me in the head and it was just silence and the guy and prager goes have you wait is this an attempt at humor and the guy goes oh i hear you wear diapers and then they cut him off and i I want it. It's one of those things where I want to laugh, yeah. but I don't feel good about it. I try. I'm trying to fucking find it right now. Wait, do you think that was a troll or was that sincere? Oh, that was a troll. Okay, that was a hard troll. You could hear him laughing, but also, I don't. I'm not happy that yeah. they did this. You know. Yeah. It felt very not good to me, and uh, let's play it right now because I found it. Because you're going to hear kind of low-key fuck this guy. <laughs> and if you stick out as a, uh, well, I'm a Republican who agrees with the New York Times. Is it picking up? Yeah. Then the New York Times leaves you alone. Anything critical about Mitt Romney in the recent past? John McCain? May you rest in peace? He sounds like Dave Chappelle, man. <laughs> Oh yeah, let me, a revolutionary. Let me say this about too about the yeah. Go ahead, definitely. All of those uh, negative reviews on uh, Vice and BuzzFeed. That's just some free publicity, man. That's just oh, gonna get people he, to fucking watch it. Honestly, because people are complaining about his first two and he comeback knew. specials, so fuck them. He, and he baited them so hard. Yeah. You would think like, oh, it, just watching it, you'd be like, these motherfuckers are not gonna say. Like, they're totally not going to say, like, oh, you should skip it, cancel it. Yeah. And they totally did, and it worked. Like, he knows what he's doing. He yeah. knows that these people are going to tank his, his special on their publications, and that's only going to be good publicity for him because people are going to watch it. No, I remember. They took the bait. Because I remember, was it Age of Spin and uh, what was the other one? Deep in the Heart of Texas? Yeah. I was, on, I was on the radio, and I was talking about how great Age of Spin was, and I was with two people who were like, offended by it yeah because it was probably at cal state long beach it was right at cal state long beach. i'm pretty sure college kids with, all them woke ass college kids will not like any of Dave. and it's specials. with two people who oh man i don't know if i should be <laughs> <laughs> i think i know which two people you're talking <laughs> it's about it's right? two people who were in a writer's room that ruined my life yeah for a month i think it, it basically two people who we're friends now we made up yeah. and we're cool one of them actually came to my birthday party oh that's cool yeah so we're cool i also recognize f for that past for that one month they could go fuck themselves <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, I going to because oh, I went hard. I went to Long Beach for two years, and that's where I was very, like I didn't even know what was around me, but I was surrounded by the woke culture, dude, where you could just not, especially too me doing comedy in the in Long Beach because that's what yeah. I did primarily. I did sketches, and it was just sort of it was like walking on eggshells. I had to be really careful with what I produced and shit and sometimes i didn't really give a fuck i just made whatever 
And if people got offended, they got offended. But there were other times where I'm like, damn, like all of these kids are so sensitive and everything makes them feel bad and makes them outraged. I don't really feel comfortable making shit here. I I never felt uncomfortable making shit. Yeah. I, I mean, except for that one time that just burnt me out. Yeah. Because what happened was, I will get into this for, I, I mean, again, we're cool now. Yeah. Like we're friends and everything. Um. But it was I was hosting late night Long Beach. Is that what it was called? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or on board or whatever it was. Called. What? No, but it, it, it was when you were there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think <laughs> it was late night. You remember when I was in that? Remember, like I would go to every writers meeting, and then eventually I just stopped. <laughs> yeah. I um, it was it's you know, like John Oliver or whatever. Yeah, was what the thing was, and we were doing a thing on gentrification. Yeah. And um, the two people who were writing it, and w- I think one was directing it. Yeah, they did not like jokes about gentrification. No, or not even about gentrification, just surrounding it. They even like jokes about heroin, dude. Oh yeah, we told like- heroin jokes, and then they would just sit there stone faced. And then I asked them like, "What's wrong?" They'd yeah. be like, "Heroin is a very serious substance." And opioid addiction is something that should not be joked about. And I'm all like, get the fuck out of yeah. here. I'm fucking leaving. It was that thing. It was more suited to spotlight, yeah. which was about like highlighting issues and events around Long Beach. Dude, and- I remember that writer's meeting about gentrification. I remember the producer was asking these people to write something about gentrification, and they said, okay, we'll do it just for you, just for you. And they were so offended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all like, all we're just asking you is to just consider the other side just for a second, just for a brief second. Just look at the the pros. I don't know. Just like Not even, like, fuck the other side. Yeah. Just, like, let us. Take a joke. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's like, we're pro what you're saying. Yeah. Let us just have some levity in this yeah i remember you i think you were you had quit coming at that like by the third of that meeting yeah um i remember i texted someone and i was i told her i'm gonna pretend to go to the bathroom and then just leave and i just left for like 20 (laughs) minutes i stayed (laughs) outside because it was a moment of I think we were like trying to joke around and stuff. By the again, this is what I say this every week. This is one of those three AM texts. Yeah. Oh shit, dude. Oh, shit. Maybe, we gotta, maybe we shouldn't have we said gotta, all that we shit. Gotta, <laughs> gotta cut that out. I, again, again, I have to keep saying this because if they're they're definitely not listening, but if they are, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I we've we've said way too much shit on this podcast. Yeah. Um, it was something. Fuck, I can't remember what it was, and. I said something because it was a joke and the producer's like, oh, why isn't that like, like, why aren't we able to do this? And she's like, well, because gentrification actually affects us. And it's like, then why are you here in this comedy thing? And it's like, if it affects you, if gentrification affects you directly, then you should be the one making jokes. You you experience this firsthand. You have all the material. You're the one that should be writing this shit, not like actively making fun of it. Because if you want people to understand your situation, you can be funny. You can tell jokes so they know what you're going through. I remember one of them was, 
I think both are quite clever. Yeah. I'll say that. I think they're quick and they are funny. Yeah. But when, when it comes to the construction of a joke, I don't think they really had it. Yeah. Um, especially not with a very sensitive subject like it's that. It's not even... It, you don't even have to know how to even, write a joke. You just got to understand that it's okay to make a joke. Oh, no, no, no. Like, I'm not saying that. Two yeah. things. I should revise what I just said. Not that they didn't have it, but they just weren't experienced enough or had, like, consumed enough to be able to make a joke while still making your point yeah. clear, which, granted, I, you and I had never done. I think you did stand up. For a month, for like a, I did it for like two months. Before. Like, yeah, yeah, and I three, had never actually years. done yeah. it. Um, so like, definitely inexperienced person calling out an inexperienced yeah. person. But, um, when it was like, oh, you guys, that whole thing of you can't joke about it, but I can. Their jokes weren't holding water. Yeah, and that was a big issue because yeah, you can obviously the power to you who's yeah. writing it and who's being affected by it. I know say that yeah. on camera but when you you're not giving us the goods then we have to yeah do it you know somebody two people that really influenced me when i was younger and made me want to do comedy are john ted stewart ted, ted bundy <laughs> fucking uh jeffrey dahmer yeah and uh john wayne gacy yeah uh no two people that really inspired me were john stewart and stephen colbert I watched okay. The Daily Show. I watched The Colbert Report. I thought those guys were the fucking gangsters, the coolest people ever because they were making jokes about politics. Yeah. meant that they were smart. And not only were they smart, they were informing me on what was going on. Yeah. I think because of that, because they were so influential and their work was so good, a lot of people have confused comedy for activism. Because people that yeah. have come out of that say, like, you're Samantha Bees, you're John Olivers. Yeah, they're still comedians, but a lot of the times what they do is activism. I kind of stopped watching John Oliver yeah. after, like, season three because I'm like, Ugh. It's like they become they become journalists. They're not comedians anymore. I don't yeah. feel like they're doing comedy. Stephen Colbert, too. Stephen Colbert is a fucking hard oh, pill to right. swallow forgot, because, yeah. oh, my God, was that character brilliant. Was his performance fucking brilliant? Was the writing on that show fucking brilliant? I see him on the late show and he's just this sappy fucking activist. Like he yeah. doesn't like he's still funny and he's still talented. And he's still one of my heroes, but I can't watch his show. It's not no. funny. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that but that's I think I, I don't, don't think that's that. I'm going to say this. I'm going to try to make this make sense. Yeah. I don't think the issue is with Samantha B. Yeah. Or Trevor Noah or Stephen Colbert or any of them. Because I saw Trevor Noah live. Yeah. Do a live show is and he was very funny. Yeah. Um I've never really seen his show. And I think that studios being like, Oh wow, people are really into activism. Yeah. Hey guys. They're into being woke. We have to do this now. Yeah. Uh I'm not saying that these guys wouldn't want to do it, but I do think when you when they had a choice to go one way or another yeah. studio hands definitely led them in a certain path i think i think trevor noah is a guy that respects comedy i think uh, samantha b i th uh, even though i do understand that yeah being woke and having content that is woke right now is what's marketable mm -hmm. <laughs> and what people are into i do think that 
people like Samantha B and John Oliver do see themselves as these sort of bleeding heart liberals. Yeah. And they've they've taken that sort of trying to make change. They've prioritized that over comedy. Yeah. And that's fine, dude. You go ahead and fucking do that. If you want to do that and that's your prerogative, cool. But don't call what you do comedy because it's not. Uh, I wouldn't go so far as to say that. Yeah. Because as long as you oh, throw I guess, in like, some cause jokes. Because it, uh, it is funny and it is jokes, but it's still... It's not even... like It's like, why name it? It's just recognizing you're putting one thing over another. Yeah. And, and that's like, that's, again, that's fine. A Daily Show always had like a call to action. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I think... I don't think... I, John I Oliver it, is not being like, this is what I'm doing... I think it's someone else at the higher ups being like, "Hey, hey, hey, yeah, people love woke people, so we're gonna just go in this direction." But do you actually think that John Oliver would keep doing all this woke shit if he didn't actually believe it? I don't think he's a shill. I don't oh, think. No, 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 I don't no, think I, like HBO would be like, "You're gonna do this, and we're gonna give you piles of money." He'd be like, "Okay." No, no, no. I I don't think he's a shill, but I do think. A lot of because he would still be doing at least this direction of what yeah. he would be doing, but I think because he's a funny guy. Yeah, I've seen like I've seen him on old old shit. Yeah, like before Daily Show when he was on something called Mock the Week. Yeah, and uh, which was like Britain's version of Whose Line Is It Anyway? And he was fucking funny. Um, so I think he would still have that social activism part yeah. to him, but that would be slightly toned down while the comedy would be slightly toned up yeah like it was in the first couple seasons of last week tonight you know yeah because that's what last week tonight i think had a good balance of it for the first few seasons and then lately especially with trump era yeah um it kind of shifted to something else trump is another as another factor once then, he got once he got elected, they wrapped up like, yeah, yeah. everything sucks. Fuck conservatives. Fuck cancel. Me too. And that's why I'm not. So I'm not saying he's a shill or anything. Yeah. I'm saying, oh, I have these thoughts, and someone like someone in probably at some point is influencing, being like, hey, we're just we can just keep adding this stuff to yeah. help make your brand. Maybe not higher-ups telling him what to do, but yes-men yeah. keep telling him. Because, again, when he was on The Daily Show, he was just a correspondent. Yeah. And not that it wasn't polit- what he did wasn't political, but a lot of what he did was political while always having a joke. Yeah. And so maybe what I was saying, it's not studio hands or anything. It's people around him who are also probably up top yeah. saying... um Yes, what you're doing is great. Yes, you're making a change, and gotcha. we're just going to keep going with that gotcha. because that's just as that's just as dangerous and toxic to creativity. Being surrounded by yes men, yeah, is just as dangerous is, and toxic as that, yeah, that's someone very forcing true. you to say something. Somebody saying and affirming all of your beliefs, yeah, is sometimes very detrimental because yeah. when you're wrong, you don't think that you're wrong. That and that's. And one thing, why? And I think that's what happens too with all those comedians, say like Samantha B, and just that whole scene, that whole community. You have a bunch of people that all agree with each other yeah. and say the exact same thing. So when you have somebody like Chappelle who's saying all of these contrary things, 
they want to go and silence him. Yeah. Yeah, you can disagree with him and be like, I don't agree with him, but don't try and silence fuckers. Yeah. Like, don't try, like, fuck, does, I know Alex, well, Alex Jones is pro- propagating lies. I won't bring up Alex Jones. He's another thing. But, um, and okay, I'll, I'll amend what I said earlier in the podcast where I don't consider, like, say, like, uh, Full Frontal or Last Week Tonight comedy. It is a comedy show. They are, it, they do tell jokes and they are comedians. I don't consider it pure comedy. I consider it comedy like a like a raspberry iced tea. Such a gatekeeper. <laughs> what do you mean such a gatekeeper? Such a gatekeeper. Uh, I don't. All right, it's comedy, but it's not pure comedy. It's not, dude. It's like once once you have that whole John Oliver cares a lot about what's going on in the world. And I think he cares more about that really than get, jokes. And, and this isn't like, this isn't me challenging. Does he do things outside of, like, does he go to rallies like John Stewart did? Um, or like hold events or go to Congress? He called out Dustin Hoffman on a panel <laughs> about some Me Too things. Like he's not, like he, it's not rare for him to go to an event or be like, yeah, power to the people. Yeah. You know? And it's I also mean, too for, and then when you watch their uh, fucking there's certain comedians on Twitter too that are just woke as hell. Judd Apatow every day is saying something about Trump. So is Sarah Silverman. So is Samantha B. They're always on social media being I'll like, give, "Fight the power." I'll give Judd Apatow credit that he didn't help with the Bill Cosby thing. Yeah, but throughout the whole thing, he was the voice saying, "I don't care if it was like three people that he raped." Yeah, uh, he did it, and he, we shouldn't be supporting him. Yeah, like I'll give. Credit where credit is due. No, but I, I get what you're saying. Remember Hannibal? Hannibal's the one that told the joke. Yeah. Oh, where no, is I he? Know. <laughs> no, oh, we okay. can talk about Hannibal. Uh, he, you guys should look up Hannibal Burris. He's a good comedian. He's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. Oh, I was just gonna say something in that. I I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, yeah, no, because I know John Stewart. I don't. I don't know. I don't see John. I just. It, maybe it's there because I don't see. John Oliver just making these events. Like, yeah. John Stewart was just on Congress he, for uh, 9-11. Fund. Yeah. Yeah. And like that was something that he was doing throughout his show. Everything. I Dave Since Sh- 9-11 happened. It's yeah. been like a re- reoccurring thing with him. Like we got to help these people. Yeah. And then they've all like died of <laughs> fucking 9-11 related cancer. Yeah. It's sad. Um, uh, Dave Chappelle, I, there was a video of him. Yeah, he's always at a going city out council to places. or something. Yeah, yeah or I think he did a he's, fund. For he's very Dorian. involved in the town that he lives in in Ohio. Yeah, he always yes. goes to like town hall meetings there and is yeah. involved and shit. But I, I, and again, I'm not saying John Oliver doesn't. John Oliver and Samantha B and these people don't do it, or that they don't care. Yeah, but I just don't see them publicly do it as much as their predecessors. Yeah, and their peers apparently have. You know, I don't like I don't mean to be a gate. Well, fuck it, dude. It's my opinion. I don't give a fuck if you guys you guys can agree with me if you want. If not, suck my dick. I'm just kidding. You can disagree with me as politely or as unpolitely as you want. I these shows, though, especially now that I do stand up and that I I try and refine comedy through what I do every night. I it's kind of sad seeing all these people that I've grown up watching and admired like a John Oliver, like a Samantha B, like a Stephen Colbert, all turn into pussies. <laughs> They're all <laughs> fucking pussies, man. I don't they they've lost all their teeth. Yeah. You know? I, I guess that's what I'm angry about. Okay. Yeah. I frankly 
I don't. I guess I never really. I never watched those shows. Yeah. So I didn't. So you have no opinion. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just like I have an opinion. Yeah. But it's not like, oh, it's not you like care. I lost anyone. You I don't, don't care, care as much, much as I do. Yeah. You um, don't have as much in the game as I do. So, eh, fuck this Dennis Prager thing. I don't care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did it ever load? Yeah, it was kind of loading. I'm just not. It's not. It's, it's that thing. It's not funny or anything. Yeah. It's just something that disturbed me. And I thought I would share it, and yeah. then it didn't load. I'm like, fuck this. Um, speaking of helping people, uh, one of the last things we were doing tonight is uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. Uh, Hurricane Dorian is, like, really affecting people and everything. Yeah. And, and there's a man on Craigslist, I hope this is real, <laughs> helping uh, single women. Uh, so should I read this in a creepy voice or, like, in a... Do it in the creepy voice. I want to hear the creepy voice. Do you need a place to ride out storm? In parentheses, Jacksonville. Uh, and then there's a picture of this gentleman right here. Oh, that guy's not going to rape you. Hello, ladies. Single man here looking for any single women needing a place to stay in Jacksonville to ride out the hurricane. I live alone, but hate to sleep alone. It's more fun to cuddle, hold someone. I don't smoke or drink or do drugs. Before 20, friendly. I have a clean home with room to spare. I'm white, 5'8". <laughs> I'm white. 160, blue eyes, and lonely. I've always wanted to be with two women at once so we can work something out, LOL. You must respond with, and then it cuts off there. <laughs> what do you think? He, what do you think we're supposed to respond with? I don't know. Maybe uh, another an, an image that's as creepy as the one that he shared on Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, new, must respond with nudes. <laughs> with nudes. Um, would you spend time with that guy? Um, sure. Why not? I give him a shot. Uh, yeah. I like that he's five six. I like that he's white. Right. Uh, cuddling is fun. You know, cuddling is fun, and I need to get away from this fucking hurricane. So, so yeah, why not? yeah. If you, I think if I were a single woman in Florida, I'd probably yeah. go do that. I'm a, I'm a single woman now. I'll just fly yeah. over there. And, uh, All the go. single ladies. All um, the single, single ladies. ladies. Now mm. go to this guy's house. Uh oh oh. So uh, we have a a, a a message from from John. Oh, very very nice. Really appreciate it. Thank you, John. Um. This, remember last week when we talked about the ghost pirate? Yeah. And how that woman married Teague. Her name was like Sarah Teague or Sarah something. Sarah Teague or yeah. something. Yeah, very good. You have a better memory than I I remember. Do. I heard about that ghost pirate story months ago. It's honestly sad because that woman is clearly unstable from grief. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we that's what I was that. saying. That's what we were saying. Extreme grief. New age spirituality attracts people like that. I started looking into New Age when I fell in love with our future president for life, Marianne Williamson. <laughs> the great, uh, you know, low key, yeah, he's got a point there. I think she was the one that felt like she was performing a seance over people in the Democratic debates. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the great orb goddess and crystal queen. Anyway, New Age is the religion for people who are spiritual but not religious. The defining tome of the New Age movement is a cur course in miracles by Helen Schuchman. 
I think I said that right. In it, she details how Jesus came to her in a vision to correct errors in the Gospels and tells her that we are all Jesus and there's no need for a savior. Oh, shit. That's right. It's basically Mormonism, only founded by a woman. So instead of multiple wives, you get multiple Christs. Oh, wow. It's a very fascinating movement and very entertaining to watch from the outside. Sadly, it seems like a lot of people end up in some pretty miserable places because of it, including Shukman herself. Her friend Benedict Groschel, God, I'm mispronouncing, said at her eulogy, this woman who had written so eloquently that suffering really did not exist spent the last two years of her life in the blackest psychotic depression <laughs> I have ever witnessed. <laughs> did they go into detail? What was she doing? Uh, he didn't go into detail. Okay. Um, I, I, but that's a good point. I think it's one of those things, this new age spirituality, like all that shit. Yeah. Um, For a lot of... I'm atheist. A lot no. of people, yeah, a lot of people don't believe in the religion that their fathers gave them. Yeah, or fathers and parents gave them, but um, they uh, they still need something to, to believe, believe in. in. Um, and I, I think it's more. I think you're kind of born with that. Yeah, or whatever. There's something in people's parents. It just never clicked with me. What do you believe in? N- nothing. Nothing. Like, <laughs> like, well, okay. Say like, like not so much in me. N- there you, you go. Okay. What do you, wait? What are you talking about? As in, like, what? Because a lot of people, uh, they have like that religion or that faith that drives them forward and be like, "Well, I'm gonna wake up because fucking God made everything and everything's great." Like, yeah, what? Yeah. What keeps you going forward? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> no. You're just it here. Really, it's like how I just what. Gets me going forward is, frankly, just how I feel that day. What do I feel like doing this? All right, I'm just going to do it. My job at iHeartMedia, I liked what I did in college. My job is still just me doing that same thing I did in college. So whatever. Gotcha. That's what gets me to do things. And when I, yeah. So that's it. That's it? Yeah. What keeps you going? Because uh, I think you're an atheist. No, yeah, I am an atheist. I told you I would argue with yeah, I know. Uh, the members of the Bible club in my high school. Uh, I don't, I don't believe in anything. Uh, so what? Make, fuck you. What makes you go? I guess what that, that's what I was gonna go into. I, it's not that I believe like in a higher power. It's I, what she was saying about like oh, there's a Jesus and and in all of us. Yeah, I kind of believe that. Not so much that there's a Jesus, but. We all have the the capabilities of doing whatever the fuck we want. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to believe in anything, we should believe in ourselves and we should also believe that the universe is uncaring, does not give a fuck about you, and that you're a part of it. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So believe in yourself. Believe you're a little speck of dust in this and this howling eternal, not eternal, this howling fucking huge ass dark, and you are the greatest speck of dust there can be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's what I believe. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm on Reddit right now. Uh, when you tell your girlfriend to come play Smash in your room, but she enters without clothes or a controller. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, that's Frank. I don't think I'm very. In a lot of ways, I'm pretty, 
primal where I'm like, oh, I feel like doing this. I feel like doing this. I'm just huh. going to go. I got to go poop. Gonna go yeah. poop. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I'm hungry. I'm going to make myself food. I mean, if you feel like pooping, you should probably <laughs> poop. If you feel like drinking water, you should probably drink water. Probably. <laughs> My friend, wait. Okay, before we go. We still uh, got time. We got, yeah, we got a little three bit. Minutes, well, yeah. I don't have time. Um, <laughs> my friend works <laughs> Has a job. Yeah. And uh, the Joker movie is coming. Yeah. With Joaquin. With Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. It was telling me last night after the movie that a bunch of women in their 40s are really excited to go see the Joker because they remember Joaquin Phoenix from when he was attractive. Yeah. In his younger years. Yeah. He's not attractive in that movie. <laughs> and then he had another friend, like, uh, the not fr- I shouldn't say friend, but like work acquaintances. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, there's no way he lost weight for that role. He's on crack. (laughs) 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 I couldn't stop laughing. Because it's like, how did this happen? The producer is like, yo, some guy came to the producer and he's like, Joaquin just snorted coke in two years. He's going to be a full-blown yeah. crackhead. Write this movie for him now. Dude, he's method. He probably got into the whole role and he's all like, man, I got to start fucking smoking crack, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Joker smokes crack. This Joker, Joker doesn't smoke crack. No, but he's method. He's not evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joaquin's being like, my version of the Joker yeah. smokes crack. I'm a fucking artist. Yeah. Did you play Johnny Cash? No. Go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> My friend is like, I wanted to say something like, how do you explain Christian Bale's constant weight <laughs> fluctuation every six months? Also, too, all those actors that are jacked, especially yeah. if those actors are 40 or 50 years old, just letting you know, it's probably steroids. It's probably steroids. I wouldn't say that. I Like, here's the thing with people who are like, ugh. These guys make me want to like work out a yeah. lot, and I'm never gonna look like that. Which you're probably not. Yeah, and not because of steroids, but because their job is to look good. Yeah, so they have hired help, and they work trainers, out like nutritionists six hours a day, yes. and are on specific diets. And most people with eight-hour jobs, five days a week, can't do that. I think The Rock only sleeps four hours a day, yeah. and he spends the other twenty working out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, and again, that's his job is to look good. Yeah. And that's what he does. So with people who are like, oh, all these muscle-bound people, I want to work out, and then in six months they don't look like that. Yeah. Keep working out because you will look like a better version of yourself, yeah. but you're not going to look. You're not going to look like like uh, you're not going to look like Hugh Jackman, but you are going to look good. And even then, you don't know because there are people at my 24-7, 24-hour gym. Yeah. That look pretty good. Yeah. And uh, but again, I don't know what their job schedule is like because I go in there at all times yeah. of the day, and they're there. I'm like, what the fuck do you? Is this? What is this? Is this your life? <laughs> this is your like. <laughs> I I remember there was a time where I went to the gym. I think I went to the gym for like a period of four months about a couple yeah. years ago, and there was this guy there who would show up every day, and I think he'd be there every, all day, Yeah, and he'd show up uh, covered in trash bags so he could sweat more. And, oh, um, interesting. When I would leave, he would always be outside smoking a cigarette. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you can do all this, but you're doing everything you're doing well, you know with what just that, one drag. Uh, did he look good? Was he? He looked good, but he didn't look healthy. Oh, yeah, that's that a, makes sense. You know why? Smoking curbs appetite. Yeah. 
when you smoke, you don't eat as much. Oh, shit. Yeah, smoking and uh, drinking coffee. That's why people can survive. Not survive, <laughs> but they can go a couple days and be like, oh, fuck, I haven't eaten because yeah. I'm stressed and I'm smoking cigarettes and I'm <laughs> drinking coffee to stay awake. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, know this. Yeah, you know this. Because <laughs> he smokes cigarettes and he drinks coffee as well. Yeah. So we need to go. We need to go. Yeah, because I need to take my dog to the vet. All righty. Uh, Victor Wright, it's an adventure. I'm Daniel. Oh, hey, thanks for the message. Really liked it. Really. We dig it. Really appreciate it. Go watch It Chapter 2 and go watch Dave Chappelle's Sticks and Stones. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Love you.